Welcome to the Innovations in External Education series of the Elevate Medical Affairs podcast. My name is Tim Mikhailshvili, CEO and co-founder of Amadev Pharma, chair of the mentorship program and board member of the Medical Affairs Professional Society, MAPS. This podcast series illuminates the impact that medical education has on changing, prolonging, and saving patient lives. Throughout our conversations, you'll hear various perspectives from patients, healthcare providers, pharma and biotech manufacturers, medical education agencies, and organizers on the latest emerging formats of scientific communication. The goal of our podcast series is to make medical education more accessible to everyone, more relevant, and also continuous in order to accelerate innovation and improve healthcare quality. Today's guest is an expert in medical communications and medical education, Sarah Funderburg, Senior Vice President, Senior Medical Strategy Director at Codex. And in this episode, Sarah will highlight some of the new medical education resources that all of you listening to this podcast, Cross Life Sciences, will soon be able to access via different formats as well. So I'm very excited about this conversation, but before we hear from Sarah, I need to make a few statements about this podcast, that the views that are going to be expressed in this recording are those of the individuals and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of MAPS or the companies with which they're affiliated. This presentation is for informational purposes only and is not intended as legal or regulatory advice. We encourage you to engage in conversations about the external education functional area working group with other MAPS members via the MAPS LinkedIn page. Visit medicalaffairs.org slash events to participate in our upcoming webinars and in-person conferences. I think, Sarah, uh, a lot of these events, the webinars and the podcasts have been pretty much the source of my education personally and how I've exponentially increased my understanding of the various different perspectives in the industry. And so I'm really excited to speak to you. Welcome. Welcome to our podcast series, Sarah. How are you? Yeah, thanks, Tim. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm excited to talk a, a lot about kind of some of the upcoming activities that we have with the external education fog. Just a little bit, you know, about myself first. Um, so sure. I've been in the medical communications field for uh, just over about 12 years now. So and 11 of those have been with Codex. Um, they're an IPG health company. So as you noted, my my current role is as a senior medical strategy director. So I'm a part of a team of medical strategy directors, actually, which is kind of a it's a pretty unique service offering in medcoms. So we're really, you know, as a team there to kind of really elevate strategy. We, you know, mobilize our teams internally and also our, our clients. And we're we're really focusing on kind of the biggest challenges of our industry partners. But I've been luckily lucky enough over the past three years to be um, a partner circle member with the external education fog, uh, which is really kind of what we're here to talk about today. Um, so Mark Sorokman, the he's the global CEO for Medivoke. He's our other partner circle member um, with the fog. And you know, we we do have like a really fun time supporting and participating in all the activities. And as you'll see from some of the things we talk about today, we um, our fog has been you know pretty prolific over the past few years. Yes, absolutely. And I know that you 
change uh, and switch your time from South Carolina as well as London for all of the listeners. And so you're extremely busy, I know, in medical communication and education. Um, and where are you speaking to us from today? So I'm, yeah, so I, I live in London. So my, um, I always get my home home is, is South Carolina. So that's where I'm from and where my family is. So I, I do try to go back and, and visit as much as I can, but I'm, I am based in London. Yep. Sure. So Sarah, I know we're going to talk about some of the upcoming events, but I'd like you to start with just your personal insights on company-led education. Um, you know, maybe shed some light on AI, on uh, some of the new technologies that are now emerging. As well. Yeah, definitely. So uh, as I said, a lot of my role is to kind of be, you know, future thinking and push boundaries. And if there's ever been a really hot topic right now, not just in our industry, but in, in an education, but really across industries, it's the evolution of artificial intelligence. And really, you know, what we're seeing right now with chat GPT and a myriad of other programs that really just seem to be popping out of the woodwork each day. So if you haven't had a chance to play around with some, some of these other programs like Tome, which is one for slides, or Synesthesia, which is videos, yet I, I really highly recommend that you kind of like Google these things and just play around with them because they're, they're mind-blowing. Um, but we, we really have a lot to learn um, with these new tools. And I know that, uh, especially with you know these AI tools, they can produce a little bit of trepidation in some. There's been a lot of those fear of kind of like, ah, is this going to make me redundant? Um, but these tools, they're not going anywhere. And we need to really learn to replace that trepidation with excitement and see how we can use them, make our lives easier in medical affairs. And we really use them to be able to elevate kind of our day-to-day -day roles. So when it comes to, you know, specifically medical education, mm -hmm. um, there was a really great article that was released this summer um, by Thomas Doss and several colleagues in cardiology. And it's called Medical Education in the Digital Era. It was published by JCC Advances. Mm -hmm. So what um, they describe is they really see kind of a hybrid future for medical education. So ensuring that we're utilizing and optimizing both kind of that traditional in-person kind of what we call a synchronous environment. Um, so those synchronous classroom kind of educational opportunities, as well as digital opportunities. Um, digital opportunities, as we're learning, they tend to be asynchronous and, and learner driven. And actually, you know, a podcast is a, is a really great example of that. Um, however, this paper is discussing, so it, it really came out before finally all the excitement around chat GPT. So that just kind of shows how quickly we need to evolve. And what I, I really think is missing from the, the hybrid model that they're describing is that potential for digital classrooms. So where you could potentially have the benefits of an asynchronous kind of learner-driven environment with AI potentially providing the type of feedback that you'd normally get in a, a synchronous environment. So it's really taking kind of what we're seeing in the gaming world kind of one step further for, for education. Um, so that's kind of where I'm hoping that, the, that we're going to get to and start seeing in the future. And you know, it's just really an exciting time right now. And I'm, I'm hoping that everyone that's listening is really you know, exploring those different types of educational tools that we do have at our disposal, everything from podcasts and kind of, you know, these new AI tools to, you know, also different ways of engaging in person as well, because we can't forget that that's still innovation doesn't necessarily have to be 
digital. There's lots of other types of innovation and education as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you uh, for sharing that um, that article, that reference. And also, I actually happened to learn about synesthesia and tome from you speaking uh, <laughs> recently. Um, so thanks for sharing those two resources as well for, for our listeners. Uh, as you were going over that article, uh, I thought also about a recent report that I also uh, reviewed, Sarah, that may be worth mentioning here for our audience um, from the Salesforce, Salesforce Connected Healthcare Consumer Report uh, that uh, surveyed over 12,000 uh, consumers worldwide. And there are important gaps that are still, I think, uh, that the are still ha being addressed by mm -hmm. many of us in healthcare in terms of uh, the kinds of uh, ways that our healthcare consumers receive information versus uh, the ones that are being offered. And the, the, there is a huge variety of, of them um, in terms of what type of information uh, about a medicine or treatment are they interested in and are they really receiving it or about the disease or condition or other how to find doctors. And, and, and so uh, there is still a gap, it looks like, um, where the, the interest is high, about 91% for, for information about a medicine or treatment. But about forty-five percent are being offered that information. So I think your your uh, your points are very well taken in terms of just increasing the variety of how and and what kind of information we offer. Yeah, and I think that it's and you know we're on a podcast right now, and I know we've talked about before, kind of using a podcast to talk about the power of the podcast, and that's yeah. a lot what you um discussed um and yeah. previous one with Shelby Engler, but that's um you know. The, the auditory learning is something I still think we haven't tapped into as much as we could in, in the pharmaceutical industry, because especially you know, physicians, they're, they're so busy, but, you know, they have to, they have to drive, they have to cook, they have to do things where, you know, their, their eyes aren't necessarily going to be able to, to read and do other things, but they'll certainly be able to take in information mm -hmm. by listening. And yeah. so I, I think it's, it's still an underutilized uh, form of education um, yeah. for the pharmaceutical industry. Yeah. Sarah, so since you've already alluded to some of the exciting programs that are coming up, uh, let's start with the e-learning module. Uh, and uh, in terms of that, that, that is something new in the external education functional area working group. So can you describe what people can expect from this e-learning module? And why yeah, so our, our, our FOG, we have two uh, learning modules that have now just been released. So hopefully people are starting to see kind of the, the promos come out on LinkedIn and you're able to, to log in and do them now. So the, the two modules are the first one, the introduction to external education, and then there's a second on independent medical education. So mm -hmm. the, the introductory course is really for those who are new to medical affairs or are just getting started or transitioning to medical education. It, it can also serve as a good refresher. So even those that have been in the field a while, sometimes that 101 type of course can be a good reminder and can help you keep you current. Um, and then our, our second course on independent medical education is, is also attended mostly for beginners and intermediate learners. And it's, again, those starting out are those looking for that refresher on, on everything IME. Mm -hmm. um, both modules, so the, the introductory one is, is 30 minutes 
um, to, to go through the course. There's no prerequisite learning. And it's, it's a, it's a self-paced knowledge checks throughout. And then, you know, the, a brief quiz at the end to help test comprehension. Our, our IME module, it's, it's a bit longer at 60 minutes. And, and we do recommend that you do that introductory course first, kind of as a, as a prerequisite. And then the, you know, the format is the same. We get self-paced knowledge checks, comprehension, um, a quiz at the end, but it, it's a good way to, um, you know, it, it's not going to be passive learning. You do have to, to stay engaged. And we, you know, we put a lot of work and care into those modules. So uh, the, the topics um, are, are ones that the FOG is really passionate about. So we're, we're hoping that that comes through. With that, that introductory module, you're going to become acquainted with what we call a, a table, the table that will never be forgotten. <laughs> and simply because it took so much and thought and discourse to get that table as right as possible. And it's one that introduces the learner to different types of external education. So it's an extremely useful resource guide. And it's, it's in fact, it's so critical that it makes appearance again in the IME module. Um, and then that module really covers the definition and principles of independent medical education goes into global regulations, company policies, how IME should be incorporated in, into your medical affairs strategy. Um, there's also an overview of the grant process. Um, and then you know, always importantly, how you know we need to always be planning with that desired outcome in mind. So a lot of information packed in there, but I think they're, they're really useful. So we're really hoping that people um, take advantage of the opportunity um, to, to dive right in. Yep, I absolutely saw it recently on LinkedIn, and uh, I know the uh, the degree of uh, detail and uh, the quality that you know of, of all the reports from uh, your working group because I really consider it a a model and an example for uh, all of the others uh, because as I interact with various different functional area working groups, um, I, uh, I I really always excited and am inspired by by the work that you um, you contribute. To, to our organization and to our community. In fact, I started my career in medical education, as you know, uh, before yeah. going into field field medical um, for for the rest of my career. So, uh, so that's 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 the e-learning module. So, which that's one format that allows a lot of our peers to. Uh, to become experts and to uh, to learn to, about those the yeah it's a, it, it's a that that kind of module um, of the e-learning it's, it's a really good mm -hmm. format because it's the way we design it you know it's designed to have you know pop-ups with the knowledge checks and so as mm -hmm. it, it is engaging rather than being that kind of like passive um, format mm -hmm. of of learning um, rather than just having to you know search for an article and read it and try okay. to absorb the information while having tons of distractions around you. It's mm -hmm. nice to be able to, you know, have those kind of pop-ups and have to engage with the material. And how long are the modules and how long do they take? In right. So yeah, the, the first one, it, it just takes, you know, half an hour. So really not, not too bad. And then and 60 Great. minutes and then you can stop and start um, okay. as well. So you don't have to do it all in one go. I see. Great. Great. Now we have a, an upcoming global annual meeting at MAPS uh, in Nashville. And so I know that you're planning a very uh, insightful um, future frontiers uh, workshop, right? Workshop that's titled Future Frontiers in External Education. Uh, what kind of sneak preview could you give us? What, can you give us a glimpse of what we can uh, look forward to and why those who are listening should attend your workshop? 
Yeah, we're really excited about this one. So, you know, mark your calendars. It's the Tuesday, I think at 10, 15. Um, so the group, we're, we're going to be covering, you know, social media, kind of emerging digital tools and, you know, really looking at measuring impact beyond just knowledge. So what we're going to do in the workshop, so we're first going to need to set the scene, um, reviewing some of the fundamentals of external education, what the latest trends are. And then from there, it's really going to be kind of that roll up your sleeves kind of workshop and you're going to get to choose which topic you're going to focus on so whether Mm -hmm. you want to really look at the you know the use of new digital formats and tools and how to use them effectively for maximum impact or thinking about more of the ins and outs of working in and with social media which you know can be very challenging but it's very important in this day and age um and then also you know all or the approaches to measuring impact of the educational programs. So we're really thinking about how we can use tech as an enabler to be able to measure beyond just attitude change. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, very exciting. Um, uh, I think uh, uh, nowadays it's uh, medical education is particularly relevant because of just uh, how accessible it has become mm-hmm. for the public, right? For the healthcare consumer. And how they're consuming that information is through search engines, but it has increased in terms of social media. Even our healthcare professionals, if you look at the perspectives of the providers, they're practically raised on social media on getting medical information in social media. So uh, that, and this is why I think you, what uh, the focus of your working group allows us to ensure the, that the, the quality of that increased volume of information is also improved and also the variety, right? And it's offered in, in ways that, that, that our public can, can consume. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, social media can be a tricky one, especially when it comes to compliance and making sure yeah. everything is on the up and up with med legal regulatory. Um, so it's, it's, but it's, we shouldn't be scared of it either. You shouldn't be like, oh, it's too complex. Let's just leave it. Because when we just leave it, that's what happens when other groups are still going to go on there and, you know, spread misinformation. So that's why, you know, as, as really, you know, educators, we have that opportunity and we're really the best ones to, Mm -hmm. to take social media by the reins and make sure we're using it for, you know, correct educational value. Yeah. Sarah, so one last question I have uh, is uh, I'd like to find out what you think about the the difference between virtual and live learning, particularly as we're all looking forward to this meeting, live meeting in Nashville. uh, What are your insights and what are any live opportunities to learn for our colleagues? Yeah. So, I mean, there's always going to be value in that live in-person kind of Mm -hmm. setting. So having that in-person workshop where a learner really gets to use all of their senses to fully engage. And it's kind of going back to Das's paper on that hybrid educational model. Mm -hmm. Um, Having that live opportunity for a workshop, it really encourages dialogue and a sense of community. Mm-hmm. Um, however, you know, we're hoping that then that dialogue and community will then be able to extend into you know digital areas and digital communities, and that's mm-hmm. where it's it's nice to have that kind of live interaction to be able to really um, form those bonds and and have a really engaging discourse and then being able to continue that discourse in a virtual environment and keep it going and keep the engagement going. So that's where, you know, there's that benefit of of being able to, to utilize both of them. Okay. 
Well, wonderful. Thank you very much, Sarah, for your dedication and passion for medical education and medical communications. Um, I think our listeners marked the dates that they need to remember. Yeah, I do uh, have, uh, whoa, one last date yes. to, to note. Sure. And that's, oh, um, okay. <laughs> yeah, we do have, um, we've just gotten the dates actually for our second master class. Um, so that's going to be held uh, October 23rd through 24th in, in Jersey City, in New Jersey. Okay. Um, so the first iteration was held in December last year, and it you know it was a small group. The feedback was really excellent, and I know the fog. We're really looking forward to engaging even more Maps members this fall. Um, so mark your calendars because that's going to be an excellent one as well. All right, wonderful. Well, great to speak to you again, Sarah. Thank you for listening to this second episode of our Innovations in External Education podcast series. Uh, share it with your friends, with your colleagues in medical affairs, uh, and please comment um, and connect with Sarah as well. If you're a MAPS member, thank you for your support of our organization, Medical Affairs Professional Society. If you're not yet a MAPS member and would like to, to gain access to additional resources in this area, please visit the MAPS website or explore joining as well today at medicalaffairs.org slash join dash MAPS. Thank you very much.